0: Hey there, if you're listening to this and you support us on Patreon, you can hear it via the Patreon page and free. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we're sharing some of our favorite songs about the night. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Codd. But first, let's review the new albums from The Handsome Family
1: and Lydia Lovelace.
2: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. EDU slash podcast. He's the king, the king of
3: everything. He's
4: the king. The king of everything.
0: That is a little bit of the king of everything by the handsome family from their new album, Hollow. It's been a heck of a ride for the Handsome Family since way back in 1994 when they released their debut album. You know, uh, many people probably were introduced to them when they were uh, delivering the uh, theme song for the first season of True Detective. Since then, you know, they've been covered by an impressive roster of other artists from Andrew Byrd and Wilco to Phoebe Bridgers. Who is this duo, Brett and Rennie Sparks, Brett being the voice and primary musician, Rennie being a brilliant wordsmith, husband and wife team, uh, first came to uh, attention in Chicago. Uh, have long since been living in New Mexico. Been a while since we heard their last album, 2016. Been the two of them at home in their living room, making these fascinating American gothic. Records. Um, when I say American Gothic, I, I mean it literally. Think of the famous painting of the mm-hmm. the farmer and his wife with the pitchfork. Oh, that yeah. that's Brett and Rennie. <laughs> well, he, I think I think Brett actually called Brett actually called it Western Gothic at one point. Western but it, Gothic, it, it fits, you know. Yeah, it's American Gothic repainted by uh, David Lynch or John Waters. <laughs> so let's uh, play a track from Hollow, and we'll come back and give our reviews. This is a song uh, called Skunks by the Hanson family.
3: Squirrels and-
1: That's Skunks from the Handsome Family, uh, a new record. It's always a great uh, day when you can get a new Handsome Family record. They are um, not only musically gifted, but uh, I I think if they ever strung together their between songs uh, dialogue uh, during their shows or in their interviews, uh, you would have a great comedy album. They're a tremendously entertaining duo from that standpoint. Uh, The dark humor is there, but also an empathy uh, that transcends... The world we live in and I think in Rennie's lyrics you, you, d- you definitely get the uh, sense of you know we can't fully explain this world that we're living in no, uh, you makes know, no we sense. think we can control our destinies but we can't you know yes. we're at the mercy of nature and uh, you know I, I'm just looking at the you know the, the songs that you know on this record uh, definitely address that topic in a in a otherworldly sense at the same time, you've got this uh, singer, Brett, who's got this sonorous voice. You know, <laughs> what uh, a baritone. You, and, and then the musical sophistication of the record belies the fact that it was made in their living room. You know? yeah. you, you, it, it, sounds, it sounds absolutely uh, wonderful from that standpoint. Uh, you look at a, the vision of paranoia in a song like Joseph. Come mm. into the circle, Joseph. Yeah. There's no moon tonight. The natural world, we think we're in control, we're not. That song Mothballs, you know? Yeah. A world where your coat's gonna be eaten by moths and you'll be eaten by bears.
0: we have a fondness for these people and and it's not just because we rub shoulders with them at many shows for three decades. Um, There's something lovable about the handsome family and they've had difficult times, you know, with mental problems and, Mm, and, and, uh, you know, poverty, the poverty of all indie musicians, all of which they've chronicled with uh, unsparing uh, honesty. Um, You know, uh, apparently that song that you love, Joseph, uh, you know, came, uh, you know, Brett woke up one night and Rennie was screaming those lines, mm-hmm. uh, uh, having woken up from a nightmare. Like a seance or you know, something. And you know? so Brett wants to make sure, uh, number one, that she's okay, and number two, that he writes them down because that's a Handsome Family that's song. A song. <laughs> you know, that in a nutshell is this band. If I've got one complaint about this album, and i got to say, I love it to pieces. Uh, it's this minor griping. Um, often on stage, uh, Rennie's voice is a little stronger. I think she's kind of buried in the mix here. Yeah, there's a few times where the, her harmonies come in, and I go, this is wonderful. I'd li- like to hear more, more of that.
1: More Rennie, please. Um, and I think she's a little self-effacing when it comes to oh, very, you know, very. presenting the music. She kind of lets Brett run run that. And, uh, you know, i I, I, I got to say, the album, uh, that song Strawberry Moon, we're talking about their darkness. That's just a beautiful ballad. And well, then the last, the last song, Good Night. I'm what glad a, you mentioned that. What a way to close the album. The crossroads are empty. Satan snores in his bunk. We'll be out by the merch table after we pack our junk. It's time to say goodnight,
5: goodnight. You know, I mean, right, it right, brings right. it back right. down to the
1: reality of being a touring band, you know, and, uh, you know, we're we're just kind of making, trying to make every day last. Touring you know? in the station, yeah, wagon. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, right at it. the lowest
0: possible level of, you know, touring. Well, you know, I, I think. My life would be uh, poorer to some degree, Greg, not to over-exaggerate, without the handsome family. I hope they're not thinking of retiring. Nah, I, I, I would hate that. It. I yeah. would hate that. Well, we had to wait, uh, what, seven, eight years for this record? <laughs> yeah, we had so to wait a while, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but we'll
1: wait for the next one, too. That is a song called Sex and Money from the new Lydia Loveless record. It is called Nothing's Gonna Stand in My Way Again. Not again. And so Lydia Loveless has made it clear that they now identify as gender fluid and the pronoun for Lydia is is they. Uh, grew up in uh, rural Ohio, playing in a band with uh, their older sisters while a teen. Uh, solo debut in 2010, recorded when Lydia was 15 years yeah. old. They ended up making a series of acclaimed albums with Bloodshot Records in Chicago, uh, the insurgent country label. Now, now uh, Lydia is back uh, with Bloodshot under new ownership. A lot of personal travail in that period of time documented uh, on that uh, album. Uh, daughter uh, and, and more personal travail since that we're going to be discussing here in a second. Broke up uh, with their longtime partner, right. uh, you know, admitted a substance abuse product, alcoholism. Exactly. After returning, and originally was out in uh, North Carolina at the start of the pandemic, returned to uh, home base in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, found time, part-time work at a recording studio. Yeah. Just to make ends meet. You know, talk about the. Uh, you know. We were talking about the, the handsome family. It's not an easy life when you're out there on your own no. as an indie musician. Now we have a new album. nothing's going to stand in my way again is the record. Let's play a track from it before we review it. It's called "Toothache from Lydia Lovelace on Sound Opinions.
4: Because it's always something right when you're gonna.
0: Toothache from Lydia Lovelace, the new album, Nothing's Gonna Stand in My Way Again. Mm. Greg, like the Handsome family, we have been fans of this incredible artist for some time. Uh, they performed and were interviewed on the show back in 2012, episode 348. That mix of tough, ferocious, uh, candidness and razor-sharp wit... And vulnerability, and that voice, man, what an instrument! Tough times, as we said, trying to get sober. I want to, uh, uh, you know, highlight that and and the way that Lydia talks about it. Um, I'm getting older, and my jets are starting to cool. If I ever get sober, it's really over for you, fools. (laughs) And indeed, it is over for us, fools, because this is a a barn burner of an album Uh, when Lydia is talking about a new uh, relationship, poor boy, with this sort of call and response between uh, being drawn to it and being repelled. I don't want to get in his head, don't want to blank with his head, right? They are the first to admit um, they're a handful, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I think it's that honor uh, delivered with the humor that really uh wins people over i don't like to run i just like to run away or uh you know the confession in sex and money which is what a single I'm, that's why we bumped in with it i know i'm not saving the world but i gotta live in it so i might as well splurge on 200 cotton t-shirts with my face on the front <laughs> again a the a look at that uh touring America in a van and giving you all on stage and when you're spent going to the merch table cuz people want to say hello and you're going to make more money on the t-shirt than you ever will streaming this brilliant music um man what a, what a record I, you know it's it's a little uh, musically the growth is a little more polished i think there's a little more of that Laurel Canyon uh, sort of Fleetwood Mac mm. um uh, polished, but you're know, saying Lydia Lovelace is polished. It's like they are at their core a punk rocker, and that will always be there. Well, I think you know Lydia
1: got typecast as a country punk artist early on, and yeah, she, uh, and they could have continued in that vein and probably done pretty well uh, mining that uh, area. But the last couple of records, Daughter, you know, especially. Uh, it's a singer we 're talking about a singer songwriter here who yes. can 't be pigeonholed by genre uh, and and you see that continuing on this record so i I love the fact that Lydia has developed uh, such a wide range as a songwriter as a melodist uh, in terms of the kind of content she 's uh, bringing in terms of lyrics um, you know you get everything from pop rock to straight up ballads to to a little bit of a country influence, but it 's not yeah. dominating the proceedings at all. This is, you know, I hate to use this term concept album, but it kind of is. It's the arc of a relationship, the breakup of one uh, relationship, and possibly the hint of a little light at the end of the tunnel, um, at the end, the way this record builds to that song, "French Restaurant yeah. yeah and the way Lydia sings those last few lines, a little goddamn honesty, you know yeah. the
4: rest of me, it's just a little.
1: Lydia is l- really letting it all hang out on that song. And you go, this is a cathartic moment in, in Lydia's life, in this album. And then it comes to Summer Long where you finally get this sense of, you know, I- I'm going to be okay. I'm yeah. going to get through
0: this. Well, all of that plus pandemic stir craziness because it was all crafted, uh, uh, you know, like, like daughter, you know, w- during lockdown.
1: And you can feel it. You can feel yeah. it. There was a tremendous amount of stress in Lydia Lovelace's life and documented it amazingly on this record.
0: Well, that is what we think of Lydia Lovelace's latest and the latest by the Handsome Family. Now, as always, we want to hear from you. What did you make of these two new albums? Uh, when we return, we'll share our favorite songs about the nighttime and hear from our production staff. That's coming up on Sound Opinions. Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island has been brewing award-winning beers in Chicago that are inspired by this city. Take 312 Lemonade Shandy, Tropical Beer Hug Double IPA, and a rotating series of hazy IPAs only available in Chicago. Uh, you know, every time we go down to Goose Island, there's another one that they're pushing on us. That's right. You and know, they're all good. Absolutely. And uh, what supporters
1: of, of musical culture, you know, in, in the city of Chicago and elsewhere, uh, if you go to a show in Chicago and you see that Goose Island uh, sign, you know, you know you're in good hands. Uh, They're music fans as well as great uh, beer makers at Goose Island, so we're really proud to be associated with them. The Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Sound Opinions is supported by Goose
0: Island. Since 1988, Goose Island's been brewing beers in the spirit of Chicago. You can find IPAs, Lemonade Shandy, and limited releases in-store or at one of Goose's venues in Chicago. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And we are back. Alex, the uh, keeper of the uh, list show itinerary (laughs) from time to time on Sound Opinions, uh, noticed how much fun we had doing songs about the morning, which uh, I was inspired to say, why don't we do that uh, based on, like, having to get up and get dressed and go to school? (laughs) (laughs) I knew other people were feeling the same way. I was like, well, now... Why don't we balance it with the generally more joyful topic of songs about the nighttime? And wow, uh, there's no shortage in the history of pop music about songs about night. We're going to offer them, and we're going to go to our production staff. But Mr. Cott, you are up first.
1: I am, Jim. And the first uh, song, a composition that came to mind when we uh, discussed doing this topic was uh, not uh, an instrumental Mm. Uh, a song with no lyrics, but one that evokes the night. Uh, that is called "Midnight in a Perfect World." DJ Shadow uh, on the um, one of the best albums of the 90s, introducing uh, completely uh, based in on samples, uh, very obscure in them for the most part. Groundbreaking record. Um, you know, I asked him about the album in in general, but this track specifically. And he said a lot of a lot of his uh, ideas about composing were based on movie soundtracks. Mm. Uh, He he loved the feel of how they could evoke a mood without uttering a single word, not a lyric spoken. Uh, And then again, and in basing a record around samples, you know, this this guy's the 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 cover of the album is is Josh Davis as as his you know real world name is uh, going through a rack of records, you know, Mm -hmm. looking for that one you know, three or four second bit of that record that he can pull Master out and, and crate digger. weave into a, a composition like this one. You know, and he talked about the idea on this track of just strolling through the night and letting your mind wander. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he landed on this record uh, by David Axelrod uh, and the song The Human Abstract, this mournful piano sample. And th- that Axelrod record actually became sort of a touchstone for a lot of hip-hop producers later on as a, as a result
0: of DJ Shadow. To be clear, that. that's the jazz musician, not the former advisor to Barack Obama correct, and your colleague correct. at the Chicago Tribune <laughs> exactly, for many years.
1: Exactly. Uh, and he mixed the Axelrod sample with a beat he'd created on his MPC. Um, you know, using a slowed down break from a track by uh, Rotary Connection, uh-huh. Chicago's finest from, from the late '60s, great soul funk band. And then a little, a little bit of a, a female voice. You can hear a little mm. bit of a female voice, and that is from a record he told me he bought for 50 cents in a cutout bin. A 1976 album, <laughs> Love is as Open as Your Heart, by this band Baraka. Whoever heard of them? Right, you know? right. But he did, he, he, he um, immortalized them with, this, uh, with the, the use of that vo- little bit of a vocal sample in this track. So here's Midnight in a Perfect World from DJ Shadow and Sound Opinions.
2: Oh. ¶¶
0: I love that track, and we're, we're in the it's mood now. We're
1: in, we're in the nighttime mood
0: right now. Jim Perfect world. It's midnight. Um, I've, I've gotten a gander at some of your picks, and I know what the producers are eager to talk about, but I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to play a lot of great music in this show about the nighttime. It ain't going to get any better than Ray Charles's <laughs> Nighttime is the Right Time. I mean, it's just one of the greatest songs of all time. Oh, yeah. Period. You know, um, as with many. Great blues, gospel, funk, soul uh, songs, uh, tortured history, or twisted history. Many versions of the evolution of this song. Probably starts with Big Bill Broonzy. Nighttime is the Right Time, in 1938. Although soon after, Roosevelt Sykes records nighttime is the right time number two nappy brown uh popularizes a song called simply the right time in 1957 but ray charles gets to it and he puts his spin on it and ray a genius of course but ray has the secret weapon you know what the secret weapon is it's the Ray well, It's yeah, the Ray yeah. I mean, this is one of the best call, call and response, response yeah. songs of yeah. all time. Nighttime is the right time, you know, ba be doo, uh, uh, to be with the one you love. And the Ray answer him at every turn, led by the great Margie Hendricks. Ray puts the snap in it mm-hmm. and makes you feel like, yeah, there is no questioning. Nighttime is the right time. The great Ray Charles. <laughs> Just Now I just want to blow off the rest of the show and play Ray
2: Charles all day.
0: <laughs> Nighttime is the right
1: time. You can't go wrong. The guy's uh, been involved in like like 150 great songs, right? Man. And he's got one for every mood. Um, you know, my next track is going to be from The Weeknd, uh, Abel Tesfaye. That first uh, set of uh, EPs that he put out, repackaged as the trilogy, trilogy compilation in 2012, you know, it seemed like it was all set after midnight. You know, my, mm-hmm. don't you... Parents, everybody's parents say at some point, you know, nothing good happens after midnight. You <laughs> yeah, need to be right. home by that time. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're 16. You go, nah, I, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to make it, ma. You know, Abel Tesfaye is in that mood, you know, where you know, nothing's really good. It's a, I really see him uh, in every one of these songs uh, early on in his career as a cautionary tale. Uh, you know, yes, nothing good is going to happen. You're gonna' you're, you're up after midnight and you're up all night long and, and and bad things are gonna happen. This is a song about a one night stand. Mm. You know, and a lot of his songs are about, about these kind of transactional relationships that go nowhere and end up uh, making both parties, or at least him, the narrator, feel really bad afterward. Like you know, why did I do that? I was high. I didn't know what I was doing. I was out of control, you know. And uh, and and just moving on to the next next uh, you know dead end uh, affair, um, he's trying to justify the one and done by singing I don't love her no more, and moving on to the next girl. But then those devastating lines Bring your love, baby, I could bring my shame. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's it's it, it's the one night stand gone wrong, these bad things that happen because. Uh, you're, you're out too late. You know, yes, it's, it's, better, it's, better you, have turned in sooner, buddy. You, you didn't know. know when to quit <laughs> Exactly, is the thing. Yeah. Did not know when to quit is exactly right. It's called Wicked Games from the weekend uh, from his 2011 House of Balloons EP on Sound Opinions.
4: I left my girl back home I don't love her no more And she'll never That I'm at. let me see this. Look at all this cash. And I my cards too and
1: I wicked games it. man
0: wicked games after midnight never a good thing by the weekend i'm gonna uh, throw one to you greg uh an artist we love uh Uh, At least singing the song uh, written by an artist you love uh, of whom I am much more skeptical (laughs) Patti Smith Because the night Um, you know we forget, Patty Smith debuts with Horses in 1975. It's a critical, you know, uh, the, cr- the critics are giving it hosannas, you know, mm-hmm. but it ain't selling, right? Radio Ethiopia, with the free jazz coming in, follows. It don't sell. Mm-hmm. It's time for Patty to get a hit, or that's going to be the end of yeah. a career that continues to this day, right? It's, it's hard to remember when Patty Smith was not considered an icon. Uh, you know, in comes Jimmy Iovine <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to produce album number three, Easter in nineteen seventy eight. Iovine is old school Record industry, it's all about the hit. Patty needs one. He's simultaneously working uh, with Patty and Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Springsteen's making "Darkness on the Edge of Town," and Springsteen records a version of "Because the Night." uh, Apparently, very sketchy. But Patty rewrites it because, of course, she does. (laughs) She's Patty Smith, right? Her part is "Because the night belongs to lovers," because the night belongs to lust it belongs to yeah, us the that's her it's okay her. Yeah. All right. good i'm glad that's her because the opening is just abysmal take me now baby here as i am <laughs> hold me close try and understand desire is hunger the fire i breathe love is a banquet on which we feed you know to his credit uh springsteen uh, apparently told Ivine, mean, i've written too many love songs i'm done with love songs right mm-hmm. which is why he he gives this one away all right to me, it's all about the vocal performance. She could be singing Patty, uh, ancient Greek, uh, just the passion that comes across. And I'm glad she had her hit. I'm glad uh, uh, the career continued. Obviously, much great music. I I like this song. I like this song so much, despite the Springsteen connection. Okay, <laughs> because the night by Patty Smith. For for schooling me, you know it is. It's a tortured history yeah, that know. tune, yeah. Patty Smith, because of the night.
1: Well, and you know it worked out. I mean, I I've heard uh, Springsteen's version too. It's it's different. He uh he used to introduce introduce it on shows with a long uh, guitar intro, which is mm. pretty cool. Uh, but Patty's, you know, um, she needed a hit. She got it, and you know, good for her.
0: Uh, well, speaking of hits, we're gonna go to uh, yeah. uh, our our junior producer, Sol delgadillo with the second mention in a decade on Sound Opinions of Harry Styles.
4: So I was at a weird toss-up between An Offering to the Night by Jesus Peace and this song, but ultimately I chose Late Night Talking by Harry Styles. Two wildly different choices I know, but I chose this one that I know is a little easier on the ears. Um, The Jesus Peace one is still really good, though, so I also recommend that one. But this song uh late night talking is off of the newer album called harry's house and some of you may know it some of you may not it might be a little outplayed to some people but if you really listen to the whole thing and not just the chorus that keeps repeating on tiktok it's actually a really well composed and really well produced song it's got some funk elements some synths um you really can't help but groove to it regardless of how you feel about him personally love that dude Um, Have a little matching tattoo situation with him and with some friends. So here is Late Night Talking by Harry Styles.
1: Harry Styles late night talking from Sol Delgadillo. Thank you, Sol, for that pick. Now we've uh, dispensed with our Harry Styles discussion for this decade. We
0: should be done until about 2035, thir- two N- I not, think. Yeah. Not to disparage Sol's pick, but uh, Harry, you know, he's... Uh, Little
1: Harry goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, uh, producer Andrew Gill with his choice. Andrew, what are you going to give us?
3: Hey, guys. Um, the song that first popped in my mind when we started talking about doing songs about night was night shift by lucy dacus um Mm. it's a great breakup song right she's um writing about a breakup with the person who played bass on her first album Um, and it's the first track on her Mm. second album it's got you know lyrics that greg has cited as a favorite you know the first time i uh Tasted someone else's spit. I had a coughing fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which that's a great line. But um, just the concept, the way it relates to nighttime, though, um, she's basically saying you're working a nine to five. I'm going to work the night shift so that I just never have to see you right. ever again.
0: <laughs> well, you think we were talking so much, uh, Andrew, when we reviewed the Lydia Lovelace and handsome family records about, you know, touring in that, uh, Econoline van or that station wagon, you know, to, to, to be, In that part of the relationship where you don't want to be near anybody, but forced to make the eight hour drive, Mm -hmm. you know, across uh, from one city in the Midwest to another on tour in a a van that gets small really fast. (laughs) I mean, that's that's a miserable feeling.
3: But, you know, it's there's an extra textual element that makes this song so great, because one of those lyrics is that in five years, I hope these songs feel like cover songs, you know, for other lovers, Mm -hmm. you know. When that album came out, they did not make a music video for this song, but they did five years later <laughs> hmm. when Lucy's at a very different stage in her career, you know, right before the Boy Genius record comes out and then they start kind of ruling the world, at least Super a stardom, yes. of it, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was just kind of a master stroke. They've like slowed down the matrix of the music industry and they are seeing things that we can't see right before, you know. It's, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm.
0: Lucy's a genius, just like her uh, partners in Boy Genius. Let's hear it Night yeah. Shift by Lucy Dacus. You
4: got a nine to find.
0: Night Shift by Lucy Dagg is a fine pick by Andrew Gill. When we come back, Greg and I have more songs about the night. So does Alex Claiborne. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. Sound Opinions is sponsored by Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success Skip the grocery store, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options. Factor now offers additional options like breakfast, smoothies, juices,
1: snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what's on the schedule. When things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week or pause or reschedule
0: your deliveries anytime. So if you want to try Factor and make your life easier, here's what you need to do. Head to factormeals.com soundops50 and use code soundops50 to get 50% off.
1: That's code soundops50 at factormeals.com soundops50 to get 50% off. And we're back. This week, we're sharing some of our favorite songs about night. Now let's hear from our producer, Alex Claiborne. Alex, what have you got for us?
6: Hey, guys. The song I chose is uh, Night Swimming by R.E.M. And I thought one of you guys were going to choose it. So when I saw that you didn't, I thought I better swoop in and um, take it over. But I love R.E.M. This song came off of their uh, Automatic for the People album, which was actually released 31 years ago this week. You know, this particular track, Night Swimming, obviously vocals by Michael Stipe. You have Mike Mills, who is the bassist on the piano, and then a string arrangement by John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin. And you've got a prominent Mm -hmm. oboe solo. So you've got all the the pieces (laughs) for a bop in place. And this song, I think, represents a side of the nighttime that we haven't touched on much in the show, which is sort of the melancholy side and a nostalgia. Mm. Um, And basically the song it's perfect for this time of year because it's like you know the end of summer getting into the fall reflecting on you know being out late at night kind of when you're younger and you don't have a lot of cares and and whatnot and just being at the water you know he's talking about the moon um
0: i don't think i've told this story you know i i was out in athens uh for automatic for the people interviewing rem night swimming is actually about mills used to uh, climb a water tower in Athens, Georgia uh, that had an exposed top, an old wooden water tower, and uh, go skinny dipping. Mm -hmm. So he is uh, floating on his back looking up at the moon in the water tower. I haven't told that story before, right? Dad, not that think story so. again, so. You've right? mentioned some
6: stuff about the monster okay. era and other eras of R.E.M., but I was looking it up, and it seemed like there were a lot of conflicting stories about what it was actually about, which I think for a lot of songs, that's true. Uh, for this person in the band, yeah. it's about that. But I think that, that but... came,
0: from, I think that came yeah. from Mills. You know, M- Mills and Barry, I think I was chatting with. All right, Alex, good choice. Night Swimming by R.E.M.
5: Night Swimming
4: a quiet night, I'm not sure all these people
5: understand, it's not like years ago, the fear of getting caught, the recklessness of water, they can't.
0: All right, Max uh, Hatlam, our Columbia College intern. Max, where are you going?
5: What's up, guys? Today, I'm bringing Spirit of the Night by a group called Tesla Boy, and that's off their 2009 uh, The Tesla Boy EP. That was their first release. This is a Russian synth pop band, technically a band. Technically a band, but I think it is mostly uh, a sole producer who's like the main composer and vocalist for the group. And his name is Anton Savidov. I'm not Mm. saying that right. Sorry, Anton, but I'm not huge into synth pop. I'm definitely not a big fan of the 80s homage stuff. I'm Mm. fine with leaving the 80s in the past, personally. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I heard this back in 2009, and for some reason, it really stuck with me. I was in a big doom metal phase at the time, mm. and this song was like a bright light shining through the uh, the dark sludginess and droningness of the uh,
0: of the doom metal bands. Well, I think there's a new one for both Greg and me, so we're eager to hear it next. Thank you.
5: She's
0: boy spirit of the night good one and and i'm so glad it wasn't tesla tesla
1: <laughs> we were spared that
0: yeah that fate
1: i am going to go to uh, paul simon next late in the evening um you know that was from his one trick pony record which was, i i think was considered uh as kind of a failure uh after a run of well-received commercially successful records you know like one trick pony this is a soundtrack for a movie that starred paul simon and was kind of a Kind of a bum trip all the way around, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this song is great. Uh, i always loved this song. He, he still plays it in, in his shows. Uh, it's the one song, I think, on that record that really holds up well. Uh, primarily because of Steve Gadd, yeah, the drummer. A, he's amazing. Uh, he uses a pair of drumsticks in each hand mm-hmm. to sort of channel this Cuban-Mozambique yeah. groove that he, was, uh, he, he referenced the song itself sort of reflects Simon's growing up in New York when he was surrounded by these sounds. Um, New York City in the 50s and 60s, kind of this multicultural musical melting pot, right? Simon later channeled in a lot of his solo records especially. You could hear those kind of uh, different rhythms uh, informing his
0: music. Well, I, I think it's a great big, example of the it. The big sound of this song, I think, is pointing toward where he's going to go when he moves into his South African Oh, absolutely.
1: Days. It was a, definitely a prelude to that, you know? Uh, Rhythm of the Saints, those records. Yep. It is a nighttime song. He does talk about late in the evening and and uh, the joy he found in it in a particular moment. Paul Simon, Late in the Evening on Sound Opinion.
4: First thing I remember, I And, one two. and I remember there was a radio coming from the room next door. My mother laughed the way some ladies do. When it's late in the evening our music seeping through
1: That's
0: Paul Simon late in the evening. Jim, what do you got next for us? Good call with that one, Greg. I'm uh, I'm going to the police next. You know, Sting has become such a pretentious and vile presence in popular (laughs) music that uh, you forget how great those Police albums were, up to and including Ghost in the Machine. Um, Because I bought the first album and then the second, Regatta de Blanc, when they came out. Mm -hmm. And I love them. Um, You know, the songs were always fantastic. So, you know, late teens, maybe hitting 20, I was blown away by Bring on the Night, both the the possibilities of, you know, the night is coming on, I can do whatever I want, and maybe something fantastic is going to happen, uh, you know, but also man I had a lousy day I couldn't stand another hour of daylight bring on the night Uh, you know I I love that we did have Andy Summers on the show once he's amazing and everybody who was learning to play the drums circa 78, 79 had to be inspired by Stuart Copeland you know I mean those two were great anyway bring on the night Isn't
1: that a great song? I'm with you on those early police records. I mean, they hold up pretty well. They have you know, great know? records. Just great playing. And, and Andy Summers deserves a lot of credit as just being a really
0: innovative guitar player. And a real gentleman. Yeah. Go, go back to that interview we did with him. Um, uh, he's just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, another group I can take in small
1: doses, but uh, when they hit me, they hit me hard, Bauhaus. Um yeah, they could be a little over the top,
0: you know? Yeah, you got, you got almost no goth in you.
1: Yeah. No, I'm not a goth guy in general, but I, I do like post-punk, and I thought they, they fit in, nice, at least some of their singles did, very well in that, in that era. Um, you know, th- this is a group that was, talk about a, talk about a theme of, of night, Bauhaus could be like that theme embodied in a band, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. you can't imagine. They, they never saw daylight in their, a day in their lives. No, it seemed no. like
0: their entire existence was dusk to dawn, you know? Yeah, no, like a vampire, they would wilt and melt to death in the sun. Well,
1: I, I, I went to Coachella one year when, you know, they had gotten a reunion, and Peter Murphy, the lead singer, was lowered onto the stage like a, a like bat. Like a bat, right? Upside you know? and down. You I'm going? Oh, yeah. my God, I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, Bella Lugosi's Dead, right, that was their most famous Mm -hmm. single, Uh, and hence they played that song just then. But this song, Dark Entries, is really kind of an up-tempo, energetic track, very uh, atypical of the band in in terms of the tempo and the urgency Mm. uh, in this particular song. It is a pretty dark song, it's about the travails of a male sex worker, you know, and the whole song is set in the night. Went walking through this city's neon lights. So it's dark on multiple levels. Bauhaus, dark entries on sound appears.
0: called Dark Entries, about as dark as night can get in that song. I'd like to see you uh, channel a little bit of P- Peter Murphy for your <laughs> Halloween costume. <Did laughs> I don't know if do my that? voice, I, I don't have that deep, deep enough baritone. I was just I thinking know of know putting on black long. eyeliner yeah. and you know, well, you, could, yeah. uh, you could do it. Um, you know, I talked once about this song. It was all the way back in episode 532, the next one I'm going to play, when we were talking about anti-love songs. But uh, given that it has one of the greatest drum fills of all time, and uh, we were just talking about Steve Gadd, it's a drum centric show. I'm going to go to Phil Collins in the air tonight. What a fantastic song! Phil, like Sting, <laughs> has done some things, many things since that uh, you would not loud him for. Let's put it that way. But that first solo album, when he steps aside from Genesis, uh, which he's leading at that point, has has taken over for Peter Gabriel, and they're getting poppier, and, and he's in a bad place. He's divorcing uh, his wife. Uh, Andrea, uh, he's in a dark hole. He's alone at home with a sequential circuits, profit five synth, and a primitive at the time, because that's all there were, drum machine. He decides to begin finding catharsis through uh, making some uh, recordings. Uh, No intention of having a solo album, but it becomes uh, his first solo album, Face Value, 1981. You know, the hip hoppers love, love, love that that drum sound Mm -hmm. and that intro, right? Most of the song is building suspense over the really simple drum machine. And then when Phil's drums kick in, we forget what a fantastic Drummer, he really was, mm-hmm. uh, both in Genesis and and he had stumbled across this sound while recording with Gabriel on Gabriel's third solo album, a song called Intruder. So apparently, on on the old uh, solid state logic mixing boards, there was a button called reverse talkback, and its um, its purpose was rather sinister. Um, the band's in a big room, right? Maybe all together, maybe not in separate <laughs> little corners, and then the engineer when uh, he or she wants to talk to them has to press the button and then take the finger off to, to hear. You know, you guys want to do another take of that? Mm-hmm. Yes or no, right? So reverse talkback, they could press and leave on and hear what the band was saying about the engineer. Mm-hmm. or about anything. It's like you're snooping over the shoulder. So somehow the button got left on while he's recording with Gabriel, and the sound blew Collins away, blew everybody away. You, him, the producer, uh, is blown away. And and this essentially is the birth of what they call gated reverb, mm-hmm. right? That, that really intense drum sound. And, and it's a fantastic sound. It, it steals the show on this song but the show itself there's something in the air tonight you know something's not right there's mm-hmm. a feeling here and maybe it's pregnant with possibility or maybe that's dread that I'm i am feeling right because mm-hmm. night has two sides right you know Phil Collins I, I said something nice about Phil and I you know I, I once in a while once in a while he yeah, a hell of a, drummer, hell of a drummer hell of a drummer. Right, that so that that drum fill goes on forever. I just well, love it.
1: If if that drum fill screams the '80s, well, if that drum fill screams '80s, this singer whispers Paris, <laughs> <laughs> Francois Paris Hardy. at night. Yes, Francois Hardy. Uh, I, I love her as, what, as a vocalist. Fifty-year recording career, thirty LPs. Uh, many people may regard her as just a, a, a wonderful voice, a nuanced mm-hmm. singer. She was also a very good songwriter, uh, lo- wrote a lot of the songs that she recorded, uh, including the one that I'm going to play, her, her third album. There's a whole bunch of self-titled uh, Francois Hardy records, you know. <laughs> and the third album was self-titled, too. She did this, she recorded this album when she was 20 years old mm. in 1964. And there's a track on it that she wrote, uh, which refers to the night. Um, I'm going to butcher the French pronunciation. My apologies, La Salle de ville." Uh, that means night lies over the town and when night arrives and it's still and it's very still she's reminded of the lover who is not with her mm. uh, Far away in another town you who I love so much. What are you doing now a song of yearning and? Uh, you know the nuance in the voice. I mean she doesn't sound 20 years old She sounds like a the maturity and the nuance and the longing uh, it's very much uh, an adult perspective on this song and and uh, you know, I just love the sound of it. Just the sound of that voice uh, speaks. You know, night, lonely. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm missing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, Francois Hardy. I'm going to go with the English uh, translation. Night lies over the town. On Sound Opinions.
2: Lonely,
0: Francois Hardy, Night Lies Over the Town. Very, very good choice there, Mr. Cott. I'm going to wrap up with uh, Kid Cuddy, Day and Night. Yeah. Uh, you know, what a fantastic rapper. Scott Ramon Seguro Mascuti becomes a Kid Cudi when he moves from Cleveland, Ohio to New York City, launches his hip-hop career, Uh, catches the ear of one Kanye West who signs him to good music. And it was this song that convinced uh, Kanye to sign him. And, you know, just a great hip-hop Voice uh, and a fantastic lyricist. Um, He apparently was inspired uh, by two things Uh, the ghetto boy's mind playing tricks on me when he was writing day and night, and also a contentious relationship he had with his uncle. His uncle put him up uh, when he left home and started his career as a rapper and then kicked him out at Mm. some point. And only after the uncle's death uh, did he realize that he'd done him a tremendous favor, his uncle. Um, But this is. About those sleepless nights where you're stressing and tossing and turning, and uh, getting yourself more and more worked up until you know you finally admit defeat. I'm I, there's no sleep tonight. I might as well get <laughs> up, right? I toss and turn. I keep stressing my mind. I look for peace, but I don't attain anything, right? Uh, this silly game we play, Kid Cuddy is talking about. Yeah, we've all been in that doom loop in the middle of the night, uh, which is, I guess, a downer place to end uh, what has been a positive show. But I'll remind you, I started with Ray Charles and one of the greatest songs of all time. I do love Kid Cuddy. Day and Night.
5: Because day, day and night, the lonely seems to free his mind at night. He's all alone through the day and night. Day and night. The lonely loner seems to free his mind and night. Seems to free his mind at night He's all alone Some things will never change The lonely loner Seems to free
0: Day and Night by Kid Cuddy. Good track. Good track. We could have gone with uh, several dozen more. That wraps up our favorite songs about night, at least for now. And we want to hear from you, as always. Leave us a voice message on soundopinions.org with your thoughts and a pick or two, and we'll share them on the show. Mr. Cott, what's on the show next week?
1: Well, Jim, you and I are both uh, huge fans of this new album by Wednesday. We reviewed Mm -hmm. it on the show. We really wanted to get Carly Hartzman on the show, the the singer, the the founder of that band, uh, the
0: lyricist.
1: She has, in fact, joined us for an interview.
0: Carly Hartzman. Did not disappoint. That was a fantastic chat. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks as always to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, and our associate producer Sol Delgadillo. Our Columbia College intern is Max Hatlam, and our social media consultant is Katie Cott. Just
2: so you know,